Paz de Cristo, body of Christ, praise the Lord. I woke up this morning and I didn't know what kind of a preaching or mini preaching I was going to bring for this podcast. And um, I started to think about possibly remembering a scripture that had affected me in such a way that I could talk about it this morning. It's uh, Tuesday morning, 6.47 in the morning. And I said, no, because that's kind of cheating. If I just look up a scripture that I like and talk about its points with you, that's not allowing God to speak. That's not allowing the Lord to speak and guide us through his word. That's basically me trying to guide myself and you through the word, which is okay. But if we want God to speak, then we got to let it in his hands. Let him speak to us and then we listen. And oddly enough, I didn't have the book, the chapter, and the verse memorized of the scripture that I wanted to talk about. So I went to the word and I said, Lord, you speak through many ways in diverse forms. The Bible says that. I said, Lord, here I am. I want to hear what you have to tell me. And I opened it up to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2. And it starts talking about the king. And that chapter is basically everything is vanity. Everything is vanity. And what he's saying is that he became the wisest of the men. He had the most riches. He had the most servants, male or female. He had the most singers. He had the biggest gardens. He had the best pools. He had the best chariots. And he says, what is the difference between me being a wise man and a fool? He started to think about what is the difference between him being a wise man and a fool? He has to he has to toil under the sun. He has to labor under the sun as king to get things accomplished. And then he says, but the fool also has to labor under the sun to get things accomplished. So he started to see that even though he sat on top of the throne and a fool sat underneath the throne or not in the throne or a place of authority, he started to see similarities in between one another. He started to compare one another. And what he found is what is that him and the fool were the same. He says, for there is no more remembrance of the wise man than of the fool forever. In other words, when a wise man dies, nobody's going to remember him. And yes, we'll remember them, but not to the point where every day, every second, you remember the wise man. We remember great men. But that's in a rare occasion that you start talking about something like, oh, yeah, George Washington. Oh, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah, you know, men of God like Paul and Peter. Those are just rare occasions that you remember them. And if it wasn't for that topic, you would have not remembered them. So he starts to come to the conclusion in verse 16. He says, for there is no more remembrance of the wise man. There's no remembrance of the wise than of of the fool forever since all that now is will be forgotten 
and in the days to come. And how does a wise man die? As the fool. You see, he starts to understand that everything, everything that we do is vanity. Do you really need a third car? Do you? Do you really need a third vehicle? Well, yeah, because my truck is my, my work vehicle. The minivan is my wife's vehicle. And then we need a family vehicle. To be honest, couldn't one vehicle do them all? Or couldn't two vehicles do it all? Do you really need a third, a fourth pair of shoes? Do you really? Well, yes, I do, because these black shoes go with that black dress, or these black shoes go with that suit and tie that I bought. Not the brown shoes. It's just going to be a little off. See, we start to make excuses. Do you really need five TVs in your house? When two could suffice, one could suffice? See, he starts to say everything under the sun is vanity. He started to realize that we are a very vain people. We're vain. We want, 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 want more and more and more. And he's saying, look, I'm king. I have all the riches. I have all the gold. I have special stones. That's that's what they called them back then. We don't know if they're rubies, onyx, jaspers. We don't know what it was. He says that I have special stones. I have jewelry. I have gold. I have silver. I have diamonds. I have many houses, many servants. He goes, I just have so much. And he says, and then I realized that that too was vanity. And then he says, but I still have the wisdom. I still have the wisdom that I asked God. I asked God for wisdom to guide his people. I still have that. But then I I acquired so much. And this is what he came down to. Since all that now is will be forgotten. See, it's not... When we're acquiring all this stuff, and I'm talking about myself too. Do you really need... um, new sofas every two years? Do you really need sofas every a new set of sofas every year? Do you really need to change the carpet of your uh, living room every year? I mean, can't that carpet last for three, four years we take care of it? See, we're very vain. And Solomon is saying we are a vain, vain people. And even though we wrap it up with Christianity, that's vanity, folks. Vanity, left unchecked, will lead to pride. Solomon is saying everything, everything we do is vanity because we don't do it for necessity no more. Nothing's done anymore for necessity. See, back then, if you wanted water, you would take a stick with two buckets on each end. You'd walk a mile There's still people to this day that do that. Third world countries, they have to walk miles to get 10 gallons of water. Now, let's not take it so far. 
Let's just take it to a farmer with a well at his house. If you want water, you still got to walk to the well with the bucket, throw that rope down, fill it up, crank it back up, put it back in your in your new bucket, bring it back into the house. And nowadays we want water. We don't even drink tap water, folks. Come on, church. We don't even drink tap water if we want water. Now, we all we have to do is walk a couple feet, turn the faucet open, close the faucet after the glass has been filled, and drink it. But we don't even do that now. You know why? Because we want purified water. We want sparkling water. We want spring water. And guess what? Where do they think they get the spring water from? The ground again. <laughs> Ah, Lord, Lord, help us. Everything is vanity. And he starts to realize this. He says, what's the difference between a wise man when he dies? What's the difference between a fool when he dies? Because that is the opposite, wise and fool. Because what is the difference from a wise man? What's going to be the difference from a fool when they die? Nothing. They both will be forgotten. That was the conclusion that he came to. And that's what I want you to understand. Read verse 16. For there is no more remembrance of the wise than over the fool. Just because you're wise, people aren't going to remember you a lot. They'll remember you, but not a lot. And they'll remember the fool too. When they start talking about ignorant people. Oh yeah, remember that guy he used to be around? Remember the things, all the things he used to do? They'll remember the fool too. Since all that now is will be forgotten, it will, no matter what you've done. Presidents are forgotten. It's only in certain topics that they're remembered. Great men of the Bible are forgotten. It's only in certain topics they're remembered. You don't remember Jesus Christ um, on a daily basis as we should. But what I'm saying is like Peter, Paul, Luke, Matthew, those men of God, we don't really recall them on a daily basis. Or on a moment-to-moment basis, it's only when we read the Bible and we read Peter. Oh, and then we start remembering Peter. But they don't come up on daily, daily topics. And he's saying the, the wise man and the fool will be forgotten in days to come. How does the wise man die? One that's been so great, one that's been so rich, one that's been so proper, how does he die? The same as the fool. They both get put into a box. They both get put into the ground. The same way. One more extravagant, one less extravagant, but the means are the same. They both get put into a a box of some kind. And they both get put into the ground. There is no difference. There is no difference. One box might be arrayed with gold and silver and diamonds one box might just be wood planks at that point a box is a box and they're both lowered into the ground or they're both lowered their remains are both put to rest there is no difference Wise men have to toil 
in their circles just as a fool has to toil in his circles. You say, what well, a wise man doesn't have to toil to get this and that. Well, he had to toil to get where he was. He had to learn, he had to study to get to where he was, just like a fool has to toil for the hot sun beating on his back all day while he's working. They both had to struggle to get where they were. It's just relative if you're fool or if you're wise. The thing is, vanity. Solomon is saying, church, listen, it's all vanity. And we can we could call it fancy words like, oh, I'm just remodeling, or I'm just upgrading, or you know, I just happened to come by the loan and I got this car or I got this house. And well, how many cars you got now? Well, I got five. Whoa, hey. How many houses you got now? Well, I'm not the one, I got three. It's all vanity. He says, everything under the sun is vanity. Everything. And that got me to thinking. A wise man will will die just as a fool dies. That is written. That we know. A wise man will be no more remembered, no less remembered than the fool. That we know now the Bible says it. And a wise man will be forgotten just as the fool. So how do we then stand out from the fool and from the wise man? Our life has to be in Jesus Christ. The Bible says everything you do by word or by deed, by doing or saying, in other words, do it in the name of Jesus Christ. That way he may be glorified through it. Everything we do, do it in the name of Jesus. That way he may be glorified through it. We need to stop glorifying ourselves because that's vanity. And we need to start glorifying Jesus Christ because then that now becomes praise and worship. And that's good. But vanity is not. We are a very consumable society. We consume and want bigger, better, newer, faster, more shiny, more expensive. Because in our mind, that equates value. And what I take away from today's word is that no matter what you want, no matter how you get it, It's all vain. It's all vanity. Because we're not quenching a need that we have. We're really quenching a desire. And this is what I mean by that. There was this lady who had a testimony. And she said, Lord, I'm going to give you two testimonies. 
first this one lady was saying, Lord, she had this broken down minivan. And she said, Lord, you know, I go around picking up people. I go around picking up the elders. I go around picking up the youth that don't have a car. I go around picking up the elders that uh, can't drive. And, and in my beat up minivan, I go pick them up and I bring them to church. And after church is done, I bring them back to their houses. Lord, I need a new vehicle. She prayed, Lord, I need a new vehicle. I want a new vehicle, Lord. I need a big vehicle to go pick up these elders, to go pick up these youth. Because this vehicle is breaking down on me. My tires are balding. My muffler's rattling. My motor's making sounds. My heater motor sounds like I have a couple of squirrels running in a circular cage. You guys know what I'm talking about. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. When you turn around here, you hear Somebody knows what I'm talking about. So she said, Lord, give me a vehicle. A big vehicle that I can use to pick up people. Well, lo and behold, she got a letter from the Chevrolet dealer of the city of the state she was living in. And it said, you just sign on this paper and zero down. You can walk away with a brand new vehicle. Well, she went down there and she was like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is what I want, Lord. You answered my prayer. Because God answers prayers. So she went and she looked at the passenger vans, 15-seater passenger vans. That would have been perfect, right? Because that's what she was doing. She was going to church. She was picking up the elderly. She was picking up the youth, you know, picking up the people that didn't have a transportation. She would do that out of her goodness of her heart. And she first started looking at the passenger vans. And, I mean, yeah, you know, they're nice. 25,000, 30,000, you know, they're nice. Yeah, I mean, I can pick up a lot of people. And then the, the guy's like, you know, what are you looking for? She says, I need a big vehicle, you know. I need a big vehicle. And uh, she had good intentions, you know. I need a, I need a passenger vehicle. But then, you know, he kind of got her into the SUVs. You know, the Escalades. He's like, well, here we got this big Escalade. I mean, it can hold seven people. And she's like, oh, yeah. He's like, well, you know, we're looking at forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Before you knew it, she drove off the lot. Not with that 15-passenger van. She drove off the lot with a brand-new Escalade. Now, the Lord will sometimes put the means of the way. We sometimes finish up not how God intended. We finish up how we intend. See, she went in there for a a van, for a big vehicle. She left with the big vehicle, but it, see, her intentions had switched. Or can we say her vanity got the better of her? So she walked out with an Escalade. She went to church. She went to church the next day. Didn't pick up a soul. Didn't pick up a soul. And made it to church. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. You know, her testimony, God is good. I got a new vehicle. I asked the Lord for a new vehicle. Praise the Lord. And God gave me a new vehicle. Woo, everybody's clapping. Shh. When church is over, there was a group waiting for her outside the door. It was the same group that she would pick up every church service. 
two, three elderly, two, three youth, and her. That makes seven people in the minivan, in the old minivan. And they're like, ma'am, you know, sister, what happened? We're waiting for you. We had to call the, the, the pastor to come pick us up. She says, well, I was going to come pick you up, but then uh, I didn't want my leather to get scratched. I didn't want my car to get scratched. You know, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, I don't, I don't got that minivan no more. I got my Escalade now. And I, I just want to take care of it. You guys understand. I want to take care of it. Vanity. If she asks God for a big vehicle, God gives her a big vehicle, puts the means to get the vehicle. And as soon as she gets there, what do, what do we do as people, as society? We change our minds and go for something better. Vanity. There was another lady. She had no vehicle, but she had the desire to do something for God. She had the desire to do something for God. She wanted to outreach to the people that couldn't come to church. As as she was coming to church, she had this little, little compact car. And every time she'd come to church, she'd see people in need. And she had such a desire, second testimony of a different person. She had such a desire to go and outreach and bring those souls that needed the Lord into the house of God. She said, Lord, I ask you for means to be able to get a vehicle to be able to bring people to church. She was given at a dealership, the Lord used another man. Now get this. The same man that gave the first lady, the dealer, that gave her the Escalade, that took in her minivan on trade, gives that minivan, the Lord touches him to give that minivan to this other lady. She takes the old minivan that the first lady traded in for the Escalade, gives it to her. She picks up that same minivan, started picking up people. On her way to church, homeless man, homeless woman, young children, abused little girls that were running away from home. She started picking up those souls, praise God. I feel the presence of the Lord as I'm saying this. And she'd take them to church. And they would get saved. You see, God will work with us. He will put the means. But we as a human beings, we as people, we as a society, we turn it into vanity eventually. And that's what Solomon is saying. He's saying, yes, it's good to have this and it's good to have that. But it's all vanity. It's all vanity. Why? Because we've taken Jesus out of it. Everything just becomes vanity now. Everything under the sun, he says, is vanity. The first lady had the vehicle to do what she needed to do, yet she wanted more. God gives her more. She ends up turning into vanity. She goes out for an Escalade. That vehicle she traded in, that broken down vehicle that she said, Lord, it's no good. It's doing this. It's doing that. The other lady is giving it to her because she had such a small compact compact car. Now she takes that broken down minivan. It's still able to function, and she goes out picking up the lost souls, bringing them to church. Don't be persuaded and consumed by vanity. That's how we live good on this earth. Not living through vanity, 
believing through Jesus Christ. I know this one took a little longer than it should, but I really enjoyed it today. I want to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before your precious throne of authority. We give you the honor and we give you the glory, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that everything we have, Lord, is not a want, but is a need. I pray that everything we do from now on, Lord, is not because we want it. It's because we need it. And yes, the Bible says that the Lord gives us desires of our heart. But let's be honest, body of church. We have more desires than we have needs. <laughs> Everybody wants, 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 wants. But do we need it, need it, need it, need it, need it? Only you can answer that for yourself today. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you make us humble, Lord, in our heart. I pray, Lord, that you would humble us, Lord. That vanity would never creep inside of us like it has been already. And that we could recognize, Lord, that yes, there is vanity in us. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we don't walk in vanity no more. I pray that we walk in humbleness and in meekness through you, Jesus Christ. And that way everything we do and everything we have shall be glorified in you. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So, now that you're not going to walk in vanity, and you're going to be walking in meekness, I want you to send me that extra money that you have. <laughs> I just can't, I just played. Send me that extra money you're not going to use no more. You send that over here to Pastor Jay. We'll put that to use. <laughs> oh, it's okay to laugh, folks. It's, it's okay to laugh and have a good time in the Lord. Remember, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I really pray that these podcasts touch you in a way that it makes you think. And if anything you've learned from this podcast is that Jesus Christ is still speaking to the people today. Whether you're saved or unsaved, whether you're a believer or unbeliever, Jesus Christ is reaching out to us through his word until this, up until this day, excuse me. You have a great day and be blessed.